Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's broadcast of the School of Small Business. You're talking small business, everything from strategies, um, techniques, resources uh, for small business with me, Salome Chung, the CEO of Prism Force Enterprises. Today, I'd like to welcome you into the broadcast. Please share it with your everyone in your world um, who you know or can think of that could benefit from what we offer here. Please also find us on YouTube. We are the school of small, the Prism for School of Business on YouTube. Please like our videos. Uh, please subscribe to our channel and also leave us your comments. We are always interested to know what you think and let us know what topics you would like to see us cover. Um, today, we're going to be talking about work-life balance or the lack thereof and how it affects um, the business owner's um, business life and personal life. And today our guest is Angeline Gillings, and I'm so excited to have her here. She is an amazing business person and has been so impactful in the business world. Angeline, um, and long list of accolades, so I'm going to choose the most impactful. Angeline is a business coach and she is people-centered and has a bubbly enthusiasm to share her knowledge and abilities where needed. Angeline's ex, uh, expertise stems from her many years, 30 years, in fact, in business. It, she has worked in various roles and has risen to the uh, level of senior strategic marketing executive for international brands covering a range of consumer packaged products, delivering multi-million dollar growth. Welcome, Angeline, to the broadcast. Please tell us a little bit about yourselves and why work-life balance uh, is so important. And does work-life balance mean the same thing to everyone? Okay, thank you so much, Salome. It's really my pleasure to be here to share. Um, I'm a business coach. And I am now focusing on business owners who are stressed, overwhelmed, um, suffering from anxiety, feeling burnt out because of all the things that they are doing in their business, uh, which is affecting not just the business results, their own productivity, but their personal life. So um, it, it's a topic that's actually very dear to my heart because I feel I'm an expert at it because I too have gone through those many years of, of feeling like what I just described for business owners. So I've been speaking to business owners and I've heard, so there are many challenges that they're, they're, they're experiencing, but one that's just really floating to the top is about, I don't have time. So you, you speak with them and you, kind of get this ongoing response that I am busy, too busy, and I don't have time. And when you get a chance to talk to them in some more detail, you understand that they're just doing a lot. Um, and obviously, based on the situation now with COVID and the impact on staffing, 
it has actually made the situation worse. What is interesting though, is that there is a, a thought or many different interpretations and thoughts around the term work-life balance. Is that something that is realistic? When we, when we say work-life balance, typically persons think that that is, means 50-50. There is a, a half and half balance between what you do at work and what you do at home. And the, the truth is, it is really a personal situation. Um, one person may enjoy working 60% of the time and 40% doing their personal time um, activities. Uh, others, it could be the reverse, that they, they really want to spend much less time in the work environment and more time with family and their personal activities. So work-life balance is not necessarily about 50-50 uh, uh, with work and with personal. And we'll talk a little more about this, but and that is why business plans are really important because your own values, your personal values and your personal vision actually guides exactly where you want to be in that scale of work and life. And uh, just to close on, on that point, I actually saw a write, uh, an article from Julie Cohen, which said, your work, your life, your way. And as a business coach, that's really focused on what the business owner needs for themselves. That is a mantra that I actually like. It's your work, your life, your way. So I coach with that in mind. Awesome, Angeline. That is a really, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different perspective from what you hear most days now. People think it's that 50-50 where um, you know you work 50% of the time and then uh, you have 50% for your other pursuits. But yeah. that's not realistic in today's world, especially when you have uh, so many entrepreneurs entering into the work world. And um, entrepreneurs are 24 seven <laughs> type of people. So where does the balance come in for them? It, um, it, it's really interesting um, take on how everyone views uh, work-life balance. Right. For myself, my experience as a, as a small business owner and as an entrepreneur, um, I, like you say, it, it's also your reality. It's my reality, that difficulty in finding the balance between um, work and life. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is true. Yes. It's, it's so, Angeline, um, uh, tell us a little more about how um, this concept of work-life balance fits into the business owner's reality. In a sense, you know, um, how do they value their time? Um, uh, and, and the results they're getting from it. Because the reason I think why um, business owners um, have an issue with, with balance is because they think the more they put in, the more they get out of it. Exactly. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So yes, there there there's a thought that the business owner feels that the more he works in the in the job or in his business or her business, uh, the better the results will be, and it is absolutely not the um so. So business owners will that think like that will find that they are constantly, continuously out in fires. Everything that comes up, they as a business owner, um, they either choose to do it or they are caught in a situation where they feel like they are the only ones or their staff, their team actually feel like they have to delegate up because the boss has to deal with this. And the, the impact, the, the truth is the impact of that is both on the business and on the personal life. So they end up spending a lot of the hours in the day out in these fires, then working extra to catch up on the other things that they see as important, which means that it affects their family life. They end up going home late, probably missing the children because they're in bed, or they go home, they take homework, and uh, there is anxiety that's building up, and it obviously will impact relationship. There's also the challenge of really identifying what is important and what is urgent. And typically business owners during the day, typical day, everything is urgent, and then they get involved in what those urgent matters are. And what, what as business owners, what we have to decide on is what is important for me or for you as a business owner to work on. It is, uh, there are urgent things to do, but not everything needs to be handled by the business owner. It, it's also interesting because business owners who take on that role of trying to manage everything or do everything, they themselves can become bottlenecks in the business because they are not good at everything. They, they are really good at some things and that's really where they need to focus, what they are really good at. So when they're not that good at something, they probably will take, likely take longer to get it done than someone who they would say, all right, this person can do this well. And there are a number of things that needs to be done um, to actually ensure that you understand exactly what you are supposed to be working on as a business owner versus delegation. An important point also is the value of your time as a business owner. And, and so there's this, this story that I heard recently from a business owner where they didn't have the truck driver available to deliver something to a customer and the business owner thought that, well, this is something I need to go and do because I can't get anybody. Um, and you have to spend some time to understand the value of your time as a business owner and the value of somebody who's driving the truck. So the, the truck driver may be earning $15 an hour per se. And let's be conservative. The business owner, maybe his value is per hour is about $450. So you're spending that valued time, that high value time to do something that can easily be delegated, delegated. passed on. But I know it's, it's a very difficult environment that we're working in now. 
And uh, there are times when you just cannot get a driver. So we know there are times when these things happen and you have to deal with it. What is how often that you are doing it that causes the issue. And eventually it, be, it affects the bottom line because the business owner needs to be, sorry, needs to be thinking strategically, thinking about how, how they're going to grow the business. They need to be looking at analysis of the business to see which, which customers are doing well, which ones are not doing well, where do I focus? And so ultimately it's gonna affect the bottom line. You know, Angeline, I'm so happy you brought up the um, the delegation um, uh, topic. Um, it, it's interesting that you spoke about um, delegating up, <laughs> where the the workers feel nobody else can make a decision except the boss. Right, so got to be delegated up. That is. Um, uh, an issue in a uh, uh, in a business. Uh, right. I remember being told once um, when I had a corporate job that you will never get promoted if there's not someone else to do your job. So um, in every aspect of business, whether you're working for someone or for yourself, delegation is key because you need to have someone that can replace you in the event you get sick, you, um, you have to go on vacation, or the boss feels she's ready to be promoted, but who's going to do the work she used to do? So it's very, very, very important that you um, uh, make sure your organization is in the mode of um, everyone has a role to play, and that's the role they play. And uh, the boss needs to lead and not manage. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and that's a very delicate balance because there are some people, like you say in business, who feel like they have to have their hands on everything. And, and a true leader allows their team to do what's expected of them. And then everybody can have a meeting of the minds, you know, so that's Yes, yeah, so so thank you for that. That that's very well, um, very well thought out. Um, what do you think, Angeline? Um, are the um, key activities for business owners to focus on? I know you touched on some of them already, but what are right. the key ones? Well, very important, and it depends on the business, and also depends on, as I said, what's the strength. Of the, of the business owner. So they tend to want to be really focus on areas that they're really strong at because that's where they add the highest value. But in a general sense, um, a business is about a sale to and serving clients, customers, whether it's a product or service. And, and so the more time that a business owner spend in terms of nurturing new customers or clients, um, meeting with current ones to understand how they're feeling, um, what's the service like, where can I improve the, the actual marketing, identifying who, who are our new targets, who should we be going for, what's that message that we need to be sending. Um, they're also the face of the business. So in terms of PR, 
that those are some of the things that they need to really be focusing on. There is also the customer service, um, internal customer service, and you want to ensure that you have the best team who is engaging with your, your customers. So your custom, customer retention is very important. Something that's really, really important for me is time set aside to, to really interact with staff that and your team members. That is something that, so we, we're talking about customers, we're talking about service, but the persons who are delivering this in one way or the other, whether it's an internal service to another person who will be delivering to the external customer, a product or service, there should be time that is set aside to really be able to talk one-on-one -on -one with your team members or speak with them in groups. It is amazing what you hear from the ground up that really give you some good ideas about the business and it tells you what's going on on the ground. And so I, I really push for that. And uh, another one is just the analytics of the business. Understand where your growth is coming from, where, where are your weaknesses, and what do you need to do? So you also need to spend time to study um, the numbers and see what is happening so that you can think strategically as to how to improve on this. Also, to um, coming back to the people, in terms of just hiring, that has, there has to be some clarity around what that culture is, what skill sets you're looking for, because one of the worst thing is worst things is really to have staff that's in and out. They come in and they're gone. You spend time to train them and they're gone. So you really have to spend time on your hiring strategy, the guidelines, etc. So I so think you can have a higher rate. Yeah, so that you can have a higher um, retention rate. Exactly. Because yep. the more money you're spending training and hiring, yes. business is losing more money as opposed to nurturing mm -hmm. the employees that you have to make sure they stay. And, and that also brings stability to the business because when you have to train new people, then there's this learning curve you know, where they have to kind of get used to the business culture, um, what's expected of me, you know, how do I fit in? Um, uh, I have to, you know, ramp up my production, things of that nature. So that is a very critical piece, you know, nurturing um, your team, making them feel exactly. valued, making them feel like they, they are part of the company and that their input is, is contributing to its growth and prosperity. Um, would you say, Angeline, for a, let's use a new business as an example, mm -hmm. um, uh, in the context of work-life balance, whatever that means to, to that person, um, is there a strategy you would recommend when they're starting out or at any phase of the, well, well let's stick with those starting out um, for an entrepreneur say. Um, if, uh, I don't think there's an entrepreneur that would not say they're overwhelmed and have an issue with work-life balance. Uh, give us your best tip, um, give our listeners your best tip as to 
um, a strategy they can use when they're starting out? Is it, um, is it they should have a, a, some sort of plan rather than jumping from one task to the other, have a schedule that gives them direction? Um, what's your best take for, for um, uh, an entrepreneur? That's a very interesting point because, you know, when we, especially when I'm speaking with colleagues about even focusing on business owners who are overwhelmed, they say, which business owner isn't overwhelmed? Isn't that everybody? And yes, yes. And it, the, the big challenge though is when it is continuous and it is impacting the business results in a negative way and your personal life. So yes, everybody has moments of being overwhelmed and being feeling burnt out, et cetera. But it's, it's the, the impact that that is having and how long is this ongoing, then you really need to, to look at your business and see where the improvements are. And here are some of the, the things that delegation, um, it's very, and you know, business owners actually, there are some business owners actually who hold back on delegating because of lack of trust. You just don't trust anybody else. Or it could be that their employees aren't properly trained. So they don't exactly. Well, so there's a trust factor as to, um, <laughs> you know, just that I don't know that they, anybody else can do this well. But there's also the trust factor of the capabilities. Are they able to do this well? And if it's the second one where you're, you're, you're not the type of person who just want to hold on to things, if it's the second one where you're really not sure if they are able to manage, then there are things that you can do. There's skill gap analysis. What is it that you need? What are those key tasks? And, and also when you keep track on the, of those things that are the frustrations that you find that you are being called to do, Keep a list, keep a track of all of those and then look at those and say, hey, if I get somebody who can handle X, Y, Z, this will take off this load. And when they come in, this is exactly what the training should look like and the exposure should look like to, so that they can build confidence in their ability to do get the job done well. Awesome. So those are, are big things. The other thing actually comes back to as you said, when you're starting out, it's about your business plans. What, what, what are your goals as a company? Um, what's your company vision? What's your personal vision? Because those plans are not just nice to have. They guide decisions as to what you do and where you focus. And, uh, and it tells you when you're off because you had a plan, you have goals set, and you know when you're off. So it allows you to look at where am I off? Why am I off, etc. Then helps you to look at processes. Uh, do I need to automate? Because some of these things may require automation. Do I need to automate? And it's not necessarily hiring. So it's, it's very important. And that's why it's important for a business owner to be able to be able to step away from the business and uh, sometimes and uh, understand exactly what is happening and where those needs are. And look at it from a different um, perspective and through a different lens. Exactly, so definitely. Can, yes, yeah. so they can identify the blind spots because yes. when you are so involved in the business, mm -hmm. I, 
your baby, it's your thing, and you think everything is just right the way it's supposed to be, that you lose sight of where the, the gaps are. Um, sure. You spoke about analytics, Angeline. What, um, what do you bring to your customers in terms of, of um, analytics? Um, All right, so what processes do you offer them? Right, so we do have um, strategic business tools and we start out in, in when we have a signed off relationship that we have an assessment of your business overall. It asks you some questions that really allows you to sit back and think because in our initial discussion, you may tell me, hey, my people, people would be my issue. But when you look, go through that assessment, you might find that it's not about people, it's your process. It's, you know, it's that you, you really are not engaging. They don't know what the vision is. They're just doing something and they don't understand where, where that is. So there is that. Then then there is the, there are tools that help you to put your business plan together. And we've talked and mentioned a lot about vision and values, et cetera. But there are the KPIs, the key performance indicators. Yes. Those are so critical because you set those and you monitor. And if you're monitoring, then you understand when you're off and you can make, um, make adjustments yeah. in time rather than wait until way down when you find you're not making money or you're losing customers or something you shouldn't be caught off guard. And so your KPIs, if they are really well set and aligned with your goals, then they are like your key to just understanding day in, day out what's happening. So we have tools that really bring those out and we set 90 day goals. So there may be short term, medium term and long term goals, but we believe in winning. And so we go for the low hanging fruit. What is the easy milestone to go to for that bigger goal that we're going for? And so let's identify those milestones that will lead to that big goal. And when we achieve that, we celebrate. Awesome. Part of the engagement, um, motivation of staff, uh, just to, is to celebrate the small wins because the small wins lead to the big wins. Amazing. Angeline, it has been so eye-opening having you here sharing all these golden nuggets for, for business owners as to how they can uh, get more balance, more productivity um, so that their businesses can thrive and achieve success. So Angeline, please tell our audience how they can find you. Um, I know you have a special treat for them. So if you would go ahead and share that, um, uh, our audience I'm sure is, is excited about finding you, getting in touch with you, learning more about how you can help their business get to the next level. Right. So um, I'm happy, always happy to share and happy that I'm able to, to do something special for your, for your audience. So we have what we call a growth scan. So we talked a lot about, you know, what we're really aiming for as a business owner. And it is about 
your work, your life, your way. So what is that goal? Um, what are the things that are holding you back? What's that problem? Those, so let's identify three of those problems. Um, and then we see just at heading, what are, what are those solutions or one each mm -hmm. for, the, for the problems that we have identified? And then we identify a key task for each of those solutions that we're looking to achieve. And what this scan does is when we, and there, there's a whole design of that. And when you complete that, putting in the task, you score yourself as to red, I'm totally off. This is not happening at all. Yellow, I'm doing this somewhat, but it's not where I want it to be. And green, I'm really good at this. And when you look at that scan, because that's where the term scan now comes, you, you just, when you finish that diagram and you look at that scan, you see how many areas you have red, how many areas you have yellow, yellow and you have, and those that are green. And immediately it tells you, hey, these are the areas that I need to focus on. So I want to help you and your clients that, um, or your audience to, to be able to quickly understand that. So I'm offering a package of just $47, $47 for you to come and work with me for one hour. And uh, we look at your growth scan and uh, I want to help you to see where your greens are and where your, goal, your yellows are and your greens. And we celebrate the greens and, and help you to identify those red. So and, I and, maybe, to get, and to get those key performance indicators. Um, right there, exactly. Yes. That's where you set the KPIs for when you see the areas that you really need to focus on. Uh, so I can be easy, best reach at my email, which is Angeline, A-N-G-E-L-I-N-E -E dot Gillings, G-I-L-L-I-N-G-S at gmail.com. So it's $47 to work with me for one hour to look at, to prepare your growth scan. And this offer goes all the way up to the end of me. All right, Angeline, this has been a fantastic uh, episode. I am so happy you were here. And I myself have learned a lot from what you had to share with the audience. So thank you for that. Once again, I would like to invite everyone who's here today to share this broadcast with everyone in their world um, so that they can get the value of what Angeline and all our other expert guests share. Please also find us on YouTube. We are at the School of the Prism for School of Business on YouTube. Please like our videos, please um, subscribe to the channel, of course. And uh, please share your comments so that we know what you're thinking of what we're providing and share um, the topics that you would like to cover. Uh, please join us every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's where you'll find our videos. That's when we um, were up on YouTube. And until next week, when we share another fantastic broadcast with you, I would like to wish you an awesome week and bye.